BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Welcome back to the Paranorm Girl Podcast. I am your host, Kristen. We are back with yet another fabulous episode. My guest returns for his second appearance on the show. The first time he was on, we discussed Mandela Effect and the afterlife, and it was a wonderful conversation. Today's discussion is a bit more UFO-ish, as he has some strange personal experiences and thoughts to share on the topic. Before I bring him on, a word from today's supporter of the show. Ladies, are you ready to make the men in your life beach ready and turn their grooming game up a notch? This summer, give the gift of the Beard Hedger Pro Kit from Manscaped. With this game-changing tool, they can shape their beards like true beach babes and make heads turn wherever they go. Visit manscaped.com, use code PNG, and enjoy 20% off and free shipping. Surprise your favorite guy with the ultimate grooming upgrade and show them some love with Manscaped. It's time to tame his mane, ladies. And it all starts with the Beard Hedger. This trimmer has a rotary wheel that gives him 20 haircutting lengths, all with one guard, so no more messy drawers full of extra add-ons. And it's waterproof, so he can shave in the shower and avoid all that hair in the sink. So save your drawers, save your sink, and say goodbye to his stubble troubles. And get 20% off and free shipping with the code PNG at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use code PNG. Manscaped Beard Hedger. One stroke, one guard, 20 lengths. My guest is the host of the Extreme Paranormal Podcast. During today's chat, we discussed the focus of his newest season, Paranormal State by state. Very cool idea. We also talk UFOs, which these days I'm pretty keen to discuss if you (laughs) have gathered yet. He has his own sightings of quickly moving unidentified objects in the sky. He shares some thoughts about ET's involvement in crop circles. 
And he has a rather unexpected story from his childhood of having seen a photo that he probably shouldn't have seen of debris we've always been told was nothing more than pieces from a weather balloon. Please enjoy my conversation with Mike from the Extreme Paranormal Podcast. I'm Mike Extreme, and I do the Extreme Paranormal. And, you know, I can have been around everywhere. Currently live in Ohio, so up in Jim Harold land, which is something... There's other things in Ohio that I want to talk about today, if possible. And, you know, the extreme paranormal is basically, I look at it as an educational podcast, as well as, as, well as paranormal, to where it's learning and teaching. So, you know, that's basically it. Currently, I'm doing all 50 states. Where Where are you at right now? What, do you, what did you just cover? Um, I've covered Alabama so far. And we are currently in Alaska. In Alaska. Yeah, that's a big old state. I can imagine there's there's more than enough material to pull up from there. There's some interesting cryptids in that area. There is. I haven't got too far to those yet, but um, so far it's looking like every state's going to be like a three part, three things for each state. But Alaska and Florida... I'm going to I'm looking at doing four parts for both of those states. Alaska and, and Florida. Wow. Yeah, Florida is huge with the paranormal. Huge. I got to talk to Christopher Balzano and uh he's done quite a bit of work with uh with uh, the the Florida oogie boogies and <laughs> all yeah. kinds of stuff <laughs> weird stuff going on down there. Uh yeah, you'll have to check him out. Check out his book uh uh, uh I think it was called Ocala National Akala Forest, haunted Akala Forest. I don't know. I'll send it to you after we're done recording here. Okay. Uh, but really, really interesting expose of just all this paranormal stuff down in the area. Well, uh, what's you, you really run the gambit for the topics that you cover on your show? I love the new idea. I love covering state by state and giving people just this really clear view of of what they could come to expect if they should visit that state or or to to pique somebody's interest about a state that they've never heard anything come out of. But you do really run the gambit on all of the topics that you cover on your show. Um, What ultimately draws you to the ones that you do cover? What, What is it that speaks to you? I try and stay away from currently with all the 50 states um i'm trying to stay away from the more mainstream like with new hampshire we already know betty and barney hill so i'm trying to stay away from that and put something new in there you know like what's something that's not covered by the mainstream like alaska i just learned they have the alaskan triangle Mm -hmm. so that's new for me it's like cool let's let's talk about that let's dive into the album a little bit yeah i i don't know much about it i know uh mike ricksecker talks a lot about alaska triangle you might check him out um but i i really don't know much about it at all i know it's it's kind of like the bermuda triangle set in alaska (laughs) that's about it the extent of my knowledge on it (laughs) well very cool well you know you've been at this for a while. Um, I, I think you and I are kind of neck and neck here. 
what with with everything that you have covered to date, um, everything that you've come across, having been at it for so long, you you must have you know landed on certain conclusions and and uh, and different theories. And I, I'm just curious, what has been the biggest personal transition for you? Um, something something that that maybe you thought one way about at the beginning and and now that you're at this stage in, in the journey you, you think totally different about or or something that's changed your ideas i think it's just the more i i do research and the more i learn the more i i realize i don't know it's leaving me more questions than answers and i love that you know and i put it to my listeners if I'm in your state or you're aware of this, if I mispronounce this, if you're aware of this, let me know, you know, teach me. Right. So I find myself as more of the student at times. And I think that's just amazing. Yeah. I learned so, so much from the listeners and from those guest chats. Those are the moments that uh, my mind has been blown. I'm like, what? I I didn't see that coming up to this. I've never heard of that. That's crazy. Like, those are the kinds of facts that I really like to get. Well, you mentioned you'd like to talk about Ohio. At some point down the road, you will be covering Ohio and and their yeah. paranormal and entities on your show. But uh, you said you, you had a couple of things you wanted to talk about Ohio today. What you got? Well, it's... Now, this is me just being overly curious. So here's where curiosity gets the best of me. We had, I believe it was 1941, you know, you brought up Cape Girardeau, Missouri. And Missouri is my home state. Mm -hmm. So we had the crash there. And then we had six years later, we had Roswell. Now, everything goes up, everything from both and probably more that I haven't found out yet, went up to Wright-Patterson Air Force Base here in Dayton, Ohio which is about four hours from me. Yeah. So it's yeah, it, all, it all ends at, uh, in Dayton <laughs> for some reason. What's going on up there? You know, and now it's, I'm trying to, you know, maybe it's me, maybe I'm overthinking it, but I'm trying to connect the dots. Like you've got two things that we're aware of that end up in Dayton. Then we have the SpaceX program and now they're trying to put that stationed out of Dayton. What's going on in Dayton? <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, maybe because it's is it is it because it's so central? Do you think maybe? And that's a theory. Mm -hmm. um, I that's a possibility, but I don't know. Okay. All right. So just just Mike over here trying to connect the uh, <laughs> the dots of why all of the UFOs are taken to Wright Patterson Air Force Base. Yes. Yeah, yeah. There, there's a couple of Air Force bases. If, if you start going through the history and and the backlog of UFO sightings and and all of that, there, there's like a handful of these Air Force bases that these materials are taken, but not really, not really taken, but they're taken there. Um, and it's just yeah, a few. It's exactly. just a few of them. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, you have spent a great deal of uh, effort diving into various. UFO and ET topics, uh, like, like you said, Cape Girardeau. Um, you did cover uh, Betty and Barney Hill. You did talk about Roswell. But you, sir, have some very interesting personal experiences with this subject. 
Uh, I would love to get into it. Yes, I would love to hear those stories. Absolutely. Um, Did you have any questions before I get into it or just jump right into it? No, just jump right into it. I am all ears. Okay. Um, Well, from a small kid on, probably from about age 10 on, I've experienced missing time. Um, At one point, I spent a lot of time in Northern California at my grandma's house. And we were cleaning her closet or something. And we came across like all these old photos that she had from her first husband. And I mean, I can say his name is Rick. I mean, you know, he's long past. And he was actually at White Sands Missile Proving Ground in New Mexico when Roswell happened. Wow. I'm not asking questions of where these pictures came from, but they were actual pictures of the wreckage. Ooh. So you saw these pictures. You held them in your hands. I did. All right. All right. You get you gotta you gotta spill to us what what was in the picture? What did you see? What did it look like a, a weather balloon? Was it tinfoil? It was not a weather balloon. It was definitely not that. You could tell it was an aircraft, um, but not like a Cessna plane or anything else. There was a partial of what you could see. I thought it was like a doll or a small child, but could it have been one of the aliens? Very possible. But it wasn't like a full, you know, like CSI shot like you're going to get now. I think that they had that in 47. Well, you know, back in the fifties, uh, I think uh, w- one of the cover-ups was that. Oh, yeah, we were dropping test dummies out of <laughs> out yeah, of a plane. That's what you saw, even though we said right before this that there weren't any bodies. Blah blah blah. But yeah, people just wouldn't leave it alone. There were bodies, so they're like, yeah, it's test dummies. They were they were able to say something like that for some reason because these whatever it was that people were seeing didn't look human. Maybe looked exactly. a, little, a little different, a little off. Yeah. Now, were you uh, were you clear that it was the Roswell debris, or do you think it could have been the other the other crash in the area, the Corona crash? Nope. According to Grandma, that was from Roswell. Wow. Wow. Gosh, it would be great to get our hands on those photos. I know how those things get lost to time. They do. Mm-hmm. And now the house is no longer there. It's oh. it's a parking lot, so I don't know whatever happened to it. <laughs> <laughs> Man, the the cover up of Roswell will go to no end. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that was your your very first kind of interaction with this phenomenon, or were were, were yes. there anything? Okay, okay. From that point, moving forward what uh, what took place um well where she lived there was a church next door and she lived on a couple acres so it was like all just like flat land and everything else it was not long after i saw that picture that i mean the entire light just lit up and we both went outside and saw something just floating in the air okay so so and, the sky was lit up Yes. And there was an object just hovering. Just hovering. Okay. Okay, go on. And out of nowhere, it just left. Just gone. At a speed that you cannot even imagine. It's like, and she had worked around aircraft her entire life. And she's like, I've never seen anything move that fast. Mm -hmm. 
she couldn't recognize what it was. Wow. What year was that? Let's see. That would have been probably about 88, 89. Okay. Yeah, a little too early for it to have been, you know, a, a drone. Oh, yeah, definitely. I, I may be wrong, but I, I don't. I, I think the drones, even back in the 80s, were still uh, like airplane size. Like drones used to be just unmanned airplanes, the, the size of them. Yeah, of they them. were that, big. that was it. Yeah. All right. You, you got me intrigued. I'll bite. What else? Um, you know, living in Arizona, it's a huge hot spot. You know, you have the Superstition Mountains out there, and that's a known UFO hot spot. Mm hmm. Seen things out there. Um, I was not out there for the Phoenix Lights, unfortunately. But yeah, me and the girlfriend at the time, we saw, we were out by the mountains and saw something. Couldn't tell you what it was, but it was not an airplane. It was not, we don't know what it was, but it was flying and it made no noise. Okay. How, how was it behaving? Was it flying in, in a single direction? Was it very low? Was it high up? Was it illuminated? Um, it, had, it had the V-shape and the lights underneath. Oh. And it was above the mountain, but about how far? It's like, it seems a little low for any airplane hmm. to be flying that close to a mountain. And it was just kind of just creeping along, just kind of doing its thing. Okay, so it, it was... Um, going a little too slow a little too slow yeah to be an airplane okay okay and that yeah that's such an odd shape i know that we have we have machines now that are that shape they're they're triangular and they look so weird but yeah that's such a it, it's a very distinct shape it sticks out to people who see these unidentified flying objects in the sky that are triangle shape you know it's just kind of odd yeah. it sticks out yeah all right. And did did your girlfriend uh, run for the hills at that point? <laughs> is she that what happened? She didn't know what to think. She was just like, um, what is that? Yeah. Like, I don't know what it is. It's flying. <laughs> that's all I know. She's like, I've never seen an airplane like that before. Yeah. Like, I haven't either. And it's moving way too slow. You know, what's so cool, like, the uh, what I'm seeing from your stories is every one of these so far, they're essentially shared experiences. Mm -hmm. These aren't things that you can look back on and be like, well, it was just me sitting there and I saw a thing. I, I you know, I, I could have been tired or, you know, crazy or whatever. No, like other people were witnessing this stuff too. Yeah. How, how important do you think it is to like f full disclosure? We might reach there at some point. We might get there. But how important do you think it is to this massive discovery of this topic that we have stories like, like that, shared experiences? Or do you think that singular experiences, people, people who are just reporting, it was just me, it was in the middle of the night, I saw this thing, this thing happened, do you think those are just as valid to the, the, the discovery of what's actually going on? Absolutely. It's very important. The shared experiences. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And even singular experiences, because it's, you know, I mean, there's so many ways. I mean, you've got MUFON, you've got the other groups that can, you report it and you, they investigate. Mm -hmm. They can stamp it. Okay. That's legit. That That's the real deal, you know? Yeah. And I think full disclosure needs to happen. Absolutely. <laughs> yes. You know, it's like, 
since what, like the mid nineties, I think it's been, how many Hollywood movies have come out? How many, you know, radio shows? I mean, like even with Art Bell and George Norrie and all them, and now how many podcasts are coming out with this? And they're still trying to hide things. It's like, why? This ain't the 40s. Like- it's, it's, it's strange. It's strange to, yeah, for since, since 1947, well, 1941 with Cape Girardeau, uh, you, you suggested that story. Since that year, they, they have been desperately trying, you know, scrambling to hide this stuff. And it's just, it's, it's so strange to me. To see the same thing taking place, you know, almost 80 years later. Like, how long are we going to do this? And you're absolutely right. All of these shows, all of these experts, scientists getting, you know, getting on the horn and saying, no, there's there's something actually taking place here. Like, how long are we going to do this? Like, I feel like we as a society, we understand, like the the vast majority of us understand that something is going on, um, that there is, there are things being covered up here and we just want the truth. I mean, are we ready for it? I think so. You know, it's, you have that one, I can't, I don't remember his name, but he's the whistleblower from somewhere. David uh, Grush. Yes, him. He's like, yeah, we have alien craft and alien bodies. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, did you catch that, though? He he would not say alien or extraterrestrial. He would not say. He just said non-human. Yeah, he said non-human. Mm-hmm. He was very specific about that. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, good for him, but he's choosing his words carefully. Absolutely. Yes. Which, I, if I was in his position, I would do the same thing. Yeah. Well, he does have to tread carefully um, because of the process, how he chose to do this. Like, you know, he can get in a lot, quite a bit of trouble if he is found oh, at yeah. the end of this to have lied about anything. So, um, yeah, his uh, that that interview was just so fascinating, so interesting. And I hear uh, that there's more, that there's more to that interview that that is going to be released. Maybe maybe that was just a rumor. I don't know. But I'll be there. I'll be there to watch it. Oh, yeah. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then... Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. This is your invitation to a masterclass in engineering and design. Your ticket to go from zero to 60 with the Lexus Performance Line. A feeling this dynamic is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the exhilaration of the Lexus Performance Line and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. 
Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Well, on on the uh, note of the government covering things up, uh, when we set up this interview, you mentioned that you would be very interested to talk about a recent subject that I just covered, crop circles, and give me your thoughts on that. And I'm very excited to hear it. So uh, what's, uh, what's, what's the UFO ET involvement in crop circle formation, in your opinion? Well, I think Dave and Doug, you know, we're going to start that, you know, all good or bad decisions come from two friends having a drink in the bar. <laughs> You know, and then they were proven to be false. You know, did they attempt to do things? Sure, why not? You know, as you said in your episode, there was a group of people that were asking for it. It happened, what is it, 500 yards away? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, at the end of okay. uh, White Crow. Yeah, Operation White Crow. Yeah, so on that, I think the ET alien UFO portion is... Maybe it's a signal or a map that they're mapping for each other. Like maybe it's a territorial thing. Like, hey, we were here first. You can have this field over here. Marking their territory. Okay. All right. I think in a way that that's a possibility. Mm-hmm. Another theory that I'm kind of working on is different universes and different galaxies. Okay. You know, like they said, that there's like eight different races of aliens. Maybe it's they have their different areas that they all come from. How uh, can you would are you thinking are you saying that you can designate like different species based on the formation? Possibly. Okay. I think that would come back to like the carvings in the walls in like ancient Egypt and things like that. Maybe it's a way of them communicating with us and with each other. Like, okay. hey, human people, we're here. You know, what what is the reason behind doing it? Like, what's what's the ultimate goal here? It's just it's just for maybe communication. That's that's it. Or is there is there a specific motivation to do this? I'm going to say communication right now. Okay, but I'm keeping my mind open to more. I mean, I've seen pictures of crop circles. I couldn't see how two guys doing that would be that precise okay a lot a lot of folks would agree with you well if it's et in ufos doing this which i've I've seen some very intriguing videos uh the one that pops to mind is the uh, oliver's castle video of a crop circle being formed by something above it <laughs> it's an interesting one um if it is that that is taking place what explains the anomalous um activity that take place in and around the crop circles. Do you know what I mean? Like the uh, the yeah. people have claimed miraculous healings and, and there's physical things like malfunctions of equipment. And there, there seems to be a strange, it, it, what it reminds me of is like ley lines where they intersect and you can go to those yeah. house of oddities where the floor is all, you know, janky and <laughs> like those kinds of places. <laughs> That's what it reminds me of. One thing I was just actually looking at this week is Crop circles are the Earth's magnetic forces doing that. Hmm. I think that could be a part of it, but I'm not 100% sold on that. Okay. Um, like equipment malfunctioning. I don't know, like if airplanes, their equipment goes wonky. I would say that could be it, but that's I'm keeping an open mind on, on that one. <laughs> I'm still, yeah. 
I'm still kind of on the, it's a communication and possibly a map. Okay. From our otherworldly friends. <laughs> okay. So I take it you disagree with the 80-20 split that Colin Andrews finally landed on. Yes. <laughs> okay. All right. Are you more of a 100-0 split? I'm going to go with, yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> Okay. I, I think it's our otherworldly friends doing something. It's a way of communicating, um, maybe with us or with each other, or it's a map for them. You know, it's extraterrestrial hieroglyphics only on a huge scale. Well, you know, I, I, I do kind of, I agree with Colin's final assessment because what he was ultimately getting at with that split is that it's not necessarily that 80% is just being done by hoaxers end of story what he was what he was trying to say was with with you know with human consciousness that it can be man made and still being affected by something outside of them so it's it's not like they're possessed or anything but they're in a lot of these circle makers stories circle makers who have come forward they do describe these strange compulsions and impulses to create these these magnificent designs out of nowhere that they they've shown up uh, as hoaxers to create a circle because they you know they just like to do it they've shown up to site and suddenly had a compulsion to make something completely different upon arrival and that's what they did just last minute went and went and did these things and then they uh, describe all the these anomalous things activities happening while they are working on the circle as well so there seems to be this very big um, influence taking place on both sides you know whether it's being made by ufos flying over it or or people being affected through their consciousness by something i don't know something bigger than them i find that very interesting so it in that consideration i i do fall in line with the 80 20 split i i'm all right with that i'd go more probably 90 10 okay because you have the earth's magnetic field you'd have to take into consideration the lane lines Mm-hmm. There's something there, but what I don't, I don't think we're gonna know. You'll have to. I didn't even touch ley lines. I I couldn't <laughs> go there, <laughs> and uh, I did not dive deeply into anything magnetic. You ought to cover it on your show. I'd be curious to learn I, about I it. Yeah. All right. Um, I only had one other question regarding crop circles, and then we'll leave it at that. Is the government was the government? covering it up and why yes and why that's going to be a question for the ages why do they cover everything up well hopefully uh grush keeps it coming and and gary nolan keeps it coming and avi Loeb and just everybody who's who's working diligently on this mystery they keep it coming until there's just nowhere left to hide and we finally get some answers that would be nice oh it'd be great yeah all right sir it is time for final questions final thoughts and then we'll take it out um so on your show you had a really interesting episode uh where you spoke about numbers and their significance yes all right um i would love if you could tell us a story about a time that a number or numbers played a significant role in your life and why is this something we should pay attention to? The number 13, I've always been drawn to it. For some reason, people think 13 is an unlucky number. 
for me, it's a lucky number. And, you know, you get athletes. I only want this number because they've had it since whenever. And it just comes down to, I think, a personal preference, but also different numbers represent different things to different people. Um, You know, that's just it. You know, it's why is there 50 states, not 51? You know, if you add numbers in a certain way, do they come back to a certain thing? Like, and I think people should be aware of them to a point, but not be consumed by it. Yeah, I, I see what you're saying. People, um, people apply meaning to certain numbers, yes. repeating numbers, um, a, a, a certain collection of them. Like I, I often see eleven, eleven. You know, that's that's a pretty yeah, exactly. There's pretty like eleven, eleven, three thirty three. Is that a way for people on the other side to communicate with us? Possibly. Sure. I think that falls under your personal belief. All right. Next question. Uh, what is an interesting fact about you that people might be surprised to learn? Probably some of the best years I spent were in the military, and I've seen and experienced different things while there. Okay. You were in the Army? I was, yes. What was your, your role in the Army? Um, originally, it was... Uh, medic. Oh, no kidding. I didn't know that. Yeah. See, I'm surprised to learn it. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely loved it. Um, and getting ready for deployment during a training exercise ended up destroying my knee. Oh, so I was, I was fit for, I was not fit for deployment. And then I ended up driving a desk for a while. Oh, well, I, I am sorry to hear that. But you had you had those years, and you can you can always look back. Absolutely, and you've always got that. That's very cool. Well, and thank you, thank you so much. Thank you. All right, final question. So, you begin skeptically. You try to remain as open minded as possible on all of the subjects that you cover. Mm-hmm. Yes. You have been exploring and researching it for some time, as we talked about. Uh, let alone having those personal experiences, what is one topic or specific story that you are now 100% is real? There isn't a doubt in your mind. And what led you to that conclusion? There is life after this one. (laughs) And that comes from having two personal experiences with that. It's great. It's you get to see family, friends, and that's, that just comes from experience. Yeah, that's something you, you cannot deny anymore. You can't deny it uh, because you've been there. And listeners, please do go back and check out our original conversation, uh, March 22nd last year. Uh, he tells those NDE stories, and they were uh, just fascinating. All right. Uh, so we've already talked about what's coming up next for your show. You're going to be talking about Alaska and do a a multi-part series on that so listeners can look forward to that. Where can folks find and follow you, and where can they tune into Extreme Paranormal? Where they can tune in is, if they can find you, they can find me. Okay. (laughs) Pretty much everywhere. Um, I actually have my note here. Um, If you're on Twitter, I'm on there. I try and be active on there as much as possible. Um, It's just at Extreme 13 Podcasts. And then Extreme13podcast at gmail.com. Very cool. And to wrap us up, do you have any final thoughts, words of wisdom, or a piece of advice you would like to leave with everyone? 
always keep an open mind. That's always, you know, keep your eyes on the skies, keep an open mind, follow your gut instinct. If you think what you saw, then you saw it. You experienced it. All right. And Mike, you're going to stay on with me after we cut. We are heading backstage. We're going to have a little chat about shadow people and your personal experiences with them. But for now, I want to thank you so much, so, so much for joining me today. It's 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 been fun. It was good to see you, kid. It's been a lot of fun. And thank you for having me back. Thank you guys for tuning in today. And thank you to Mike for joining me once again. Take a listen to his show, Extreme Paranormal Podcast. Follow him on the socials. I've got all of his deets below. Now, Mike has shared some incredible stories with me over the years. He shared some of those today, as well as on our previous discussion on episode 30. If you are interested in hearing about his near-death experiences, that episode would be a good one to check out next. But following today's conversation... He joined me backstage to discuss experiences he's had with shadow people. And one encounter that he had with the hat man caught me off guard. (laughs) It was freaky. You can catch that story and other exclusive content at patreon.com forward slash paranormgirlpod. Become a patron for as little as three bucks a month. By doing so, you are supporting the show supporting everything that I'm attempting to do here and you can be a contributing voice on subjects for upcoming seasons and special events or first to know a very special guest I've got scheduled to join me and first to submit your questions to said guests and thank you to the folks who have already become a patron I really really appreciate it yet another way to support the show is of course by following at Paranorm Girl Pod on all socials. That'll wrap today's episode. I hope you all have a wonderful, wonderful week. I will see y'all back here Tuesday. Stay safe, keep the nightlight on, and sleep with one eye open. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. 
BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older. But Mini Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com.